Coming live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. How are you today, Miss Princess? I'm good, Brittany. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I keep jamming to the intro, and I just, I, I got to get out. <laughs> it's a new day. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had to get that out. <laughs> Lisa Keys is one of my favorite artists. Of all time. One, One of, of my them. favorite, too. <laughs> but you ready to talk some sports? We're going to jump right into it. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to do it. And we got Jason Collins on. Let's go ahead and welcome him in from the beginning. Jason Collins, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Princess. I appreciate you guys inviting me on. What's going on, Britt? Once I heard you guys were going to talk some cowboys, I figured <laughs> I definitely had to show up. <laughs> Amen. Uh, we're going to start out with the Thursday night game, but then we're going to jump right into it. Kevin isn't here yet, but I suspect I give him about a minute. He'll be in here. So <laughs> hold on right there. Um, Jason, we'll get your, your thoughts about tonight's game, too. Go ahead and get started, Brittany. Yeah, I, uh, he wants to act like he a full-on Cowboys fan, but I'll accept it. I'll take it. It's been two years in a row. He may have a little something-something. All right, guys, before we get into the game that we're most all excited about, and I'm always excited about football, but let's be real, that Sunday night football game is going to be something special. There is yes. a football game tonight, Thursday night football, and it's the Chicago Bears at the Washington, Washington Commanders. However you feel about this game, may not be the most exciting, but Princess Jay, if you want to chime in as well, um, I just want to know your thoughts on this game, who you think is going to win, who has the advantage here. Princess, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I'm pulling for both teams in a way. I, I want to see Justin Fields um, have a better season, and he's already started out 0-4. Um, and there's some unhappiness there. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said what he said. And then, of course, after practice, and he had to retract some stuff at his locker. Um, and I think it's just a poor situation for him. And I think this is year three in this poor situation. But then there's Eric Bieniemy as offensive coordinator for um, the commanders, who I'm rooting for uh, to get a head coaching job. So I'm rooting for him to have a successful season and show that the commanders have an offense, except when they play the Cowboys. And I'm surprised at how Howell, Sam Howell has played. It's a lot better, and I think that's Eric Bieniemy's doing. Um, so I'm going to say the Commanders win. They were close in beating the, the Eagles last week, and they showed me some uh, some offensive power. So I think they can win this one, and I think the Bears um, end up starting the season 0-5. And, Brittany, let me welcome in Kevin to the show. Kevin Walker, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, ladies. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Jason Collins is on, too. All right, my man, What's going on, brother? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brent, how are you, yeah, Brent? That's, that's my thoughts on it. Oh, that's your thoughts? I'm good, K-Walk. I'm good, K-Walk. Right. Um, just trying to 
starting out with the Thursday night football game. If it's okay, we would like your thoughts. And then we're going to go into the big game that's happening on Sunday night football. So, uh, But, Jay, do you have some thoughts on this game that's occurring tonight for us? Yeah, you know, I think Prince has really hit it on the head. On one hand, you know, I'm hoping Justin Fields plays well. I think he's a better mm-hmm. quarterback than he's shown. I'm just not sure if Chicago is the right organization for him. So I am pulling yeah. for him. But, you know, when you think about all the drama that was happening in Washington between Eric the enemy and the players thinking that he was too hard on them and all those things, and then how well they've come out and played in this early part of the season, I think the enemy has answered a lot of questions about his coaching and his play calling and all those things. So that's a good story. And I think Washington is probably a better football team than people are giving them credit for. So I, I agree with Princess. I think Washington wins this game tonight. And it's one of those games where you can kind of pull for guys on both sides when you don't really have a dog in the fight. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think for myself, um, look, the, the Bears have some very talented young players. You know, they went and got D.J. Moore for a reason. Um, they have Justin Fields. I just don't think it's the right organization for him. I think he needs a better coaching staff surrounding him because he has capabilities. He has a skill set. He just needs to develop the skill set, um, as I said plenty of times before. But like you guys said, the Commanders, I think they're a little underrated. Um, they're a much more talented team than – what people are giving them credit for. Um, like you guys alluded to, Eric Bieniemy has been wonders for them. I wonder if Kansas City may be missing them just a little bit. I'm not sure because, you know, Andy Reid is such a fantastic head coach. Um, but there were certain things that Eric Bieniemy would catch that maybe Andy Reid would not catch. Um, but he's doing wonders with Sam Howell. He's, he's uh, calling plays to make sure he gets the ball out quick. You know, and like uh, Princess alluded to, they came very close to beating the Eagles, very, very close. I mean, the Eagles always have a tough time with this team year in, year out, no matter how bad they are, no matter how good the Eagles are. But my opinion, I'm going with the commanders in this one. I can see a pretty decent win on this one. Um, I'm going to say maybe about 27 to 16. I, I don't think the Bears are going to score very much in this game especially with that commander's defensive front, um, that young line that has like four first-round top ten draft picks there. But, K-Walk, do you have any thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much hit everything on the head as far as, uh, you know, the the Chicago Bears go. Um, You know, they just look like they're a a team that just – aren't on the same page right now as the players and the coaches. You guys um, talked about Justin Fields and, and what he said in week one or two, and then, you know, came out with that fake, you know, kiss and hug, you know, kiss and make up type deal. We know that was just for the media. But then after that, you know, shortly thereafter, Chase Claypool comes out and pretty much, you know, echoes what Justin Fields uh, was saying. And then, and then they made him inactive on, on Sunday. And not only did they make him inactive, they, they told him, that, you know, don't even come to the field. Don't even, there's a home game, and he doesn't even – he's not even allowed at the field. So you got to ask yourself, what's his future like there in, uh, in, in Chicago for sure? So I think that's disarray. And then when you throw on top of the way that they lost last week, um, you know, being that you know, being up 24 points in the fourth quarter to a Broncos team who you know previously just gave up 70 points uh, to the Dolphins, and you lose in the fashion that you you, you lost in. 
you don't really have too much high hopes for, uh, you know, even as much as you want to root for Justin Fields, not too many high hopes there, um, to, to say the least. But, um, yeah, with all that being said, and I do like the way that Eric the Enemy has this offense. We know in the preseason, you know, they, they were saying that, you know, he was, you know, he was rough on the guys. It was, you know, it was hard. And Ron Rivera, you know, said the same thing, echoed the, the players. But it seems like they bought into that. So right now Sam Howell's looking good. McLaren's looking good. Robinson's looking good on that offense. Britt, you mentioned the defense, um, you know, led by a healthy Chase Young, and that's a huge difference mm-hmm. there. He looks he looks healthy. He looks ready to go. It's pretty much a contract year for him as well because they did not pick up his uh, his option, 50-year option there. So he's playing with a lot of, uh, of, a lot of momentum, I mean, uh, a lot of motivation. And so with all that being said, I'm going to make it unanimous, and I'm going to take the commanders, and I think it's going to be a commanding victory, um, to say the least. So I think they're, they're going to go out there and so they're going to, they're going to build off of what they, uh, you know, how they, they, they finish the game or how they play the game in, in Philadelphia because um, they feel like it. A lot of other people feel like they, they should have won that game. But, um, you know, I think they're going to ride that momentum for sure. So I like the, I like the commanders by t- at, least, at least 10 points tonight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. But I have a quick question before we move on, just just real quick, uh, just to get your thoughts on the Bears. Do you guys see them winning any games this season? Because they they are having a rough season, and they are lost. They have been losing to some teams they probably should have beat. At least on paper, you would think they should beat. Do you think they can win any games this season? Um, anyone who wants to just chime in on this. Yeah, Brett, I, I think as, as equally as hard as it is to win every game in the NFL, I think it's just as hard to lose every game in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, there will be a week where something goes their way or teams don't play well, so I don't see them losing uh, 17 games. I think you've got to believe that they're going to stumble onto a couple of wins throughout the 17 weeks. Yeah, I, 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 and I, I get what you're saying. And that is true. It's just I'm looking at their schedule. I don't see a win coming in. But, you know, you never know what happens. Injuries occur. Um, Things will happen where they could get that first win. But, uh, Princess K-Walk, you guys have any thoughts on this? I agree with um, Jason that it's it's hard to not win a game in the NFL. They're still professionals, um, and there's a lot of talent on that Chicago team. And um, I, I think they face the, the, the Raiders soon, uh, and, and I think the Raiders are just as in disarray. I'm not sure that Josh McDaniels is the answer with Las Vegas, um, but let's, let's go further down. Um, there's a matchup, I think, with the Colts, and that is Anthony Richardson. There's an opportunity because you got a rookie quarterback. But, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's hard to, to lose um, every game. They'll, they'll stumble upon two or three wins. Um, but it's going to be a tough season because that was not the expectation um, going into the season and coming out of preseason where Justin Fields and the Bears really looked good in some of the preseason games as much as he played in the first half. So uh, it's troubling to see him go through this, and I agree. I don't know if this is the right team, the right system, and I want to see him maybe get in a, in a better place like maybe the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that that is true. I do agree with you guys. K-Walk, any thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the schedule uh, as well, and you know, 
you got to ask yourself when you go look at their schedule, will Justin Fields be there after, you know, uh, what's that, uh, October 29th? Will he be there for the remainder mm-hmm. of the season? So let's say he is there for the remainder of the season. You know, they may be able to squeak out, you know, one or two wins, maybe three, looking at, you know, possibly the Raiders. they got the Raiders at home. they got the Panthers at home. And they mm-hmm. have the, and they have Arizona at home as well. Out of those, out of all of those games that we, you know, that they they're on their schedule, those are three games that they should win if Justin Fields um, is still there. So I don't see them going, um, you know, defeated, if you will. So I see them squeaking out, you know, one, two, maybe possibly three wins. That's if Justin Fields is there. If he is traded, then all bets are off, and then I'm, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, for sure. So, but if Justin Fields is there, I say they win one, two games, possibly three. Yeah, but wow. it's, ultimately it sounds like they may be in a running for Caleb um, in the draft next year. All right, yeah. guys, let's move on because we have to talk about this game. Um, very, very important game, very exciting game. I think this is the one – I'm excited for this game. I think I'm more excited for this game than watching my own Eagles, and that's interesting, right? Um, and that's the Cowboys at the 49ers, Sunday night football. Finally they put a good game. That's supposed to be on Sunday yeah. night football. That Bills Dolphins game should have been Sunday night as well. But I gotta get you guys thoughts on this. Um, who do you think is going to win this game? I know Princess and Jay are Cowboys <laughs> fans. They walk the Forty Niners person. I'm the only I person out because I'm the Eagles person. And my team's not in this game, but so I want to get uh, Jay's thoughts first since you're the new fan. The Cowboys. <laughs> well, but when, when you're America's team and, and you win oh, a game, Lord. you know, everybody thinks you're the greatest team on earth. And then when you lose the game, everybody thinks you're, you're horrible. And I don't think it's either for the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are a really, really good football team. There's a lot mm-hmm. to like about this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I, I think that Dallas is a really good team. The issue is this weekend – I think they're playing the best team in football in the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers just present so many problems for teams because they do it on both sides of the ball. I mean, defensively, they can get after your quarterback. They create so many problems with that defensive front. And then offensively, not just the weapons, but the ability to use those weapons in so many creative ways and scheme people open, it's just a really difficult matchup for any team. And I think with the game being in San Francisco, I think that's a tough ask for Dallas. So as much as I like the Cowboys and I think they're really good, I think it would be hard to win this weekend. So I actually think San Fran's going to get out of there with a win. Yeah, that crowd in San Fran is going to be something different. Um, Not quite like the Philly crowd, but they're a pretty decent crowd out there. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But, Princess, I'm going to get your thoughts because I got to have a 49ers person go after you guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Um, I I loved everything that Jason said. And truth be told, I'm I'm a closet 49er fan, and I love what they're doing out there. I like Don Lynch, Shanahan, Mm -hmm. and this this offense is – is uh, I, I agree with Jason. They are probably the best team in the NFL right now, and they're living up to the expectations. And so much that they can do with McCaffrey after he got out of jail with the Carolina Panthers and got on a winning team. Um, and, and then there's Kittle, and then there's Depot, and then there's, 
you know, this one. And then we haven't even mentioned Brock Purdy, who has just really taken the NFL by storm, if you think about his emergence from last year to this year. Um, I think it's a tough ask at the 49ers, too. Um, they are three-and-a-half, four-point favorite. The 49ers are. And I think they win by that. Um, and maybe a little bit more. I, I think I love my Cowboys, and I'm loyal to them it's despite Jerry Jones. Um, but I think it is a tough ass, and um, the 49ers probably win this. But I really want to see some consistency out of Dak Prescott. I think the defense comes to play, and if there's a defense that's formidable to any other team in the NFL, it's the 49ers defense. So um, it's going to be a good game, though. Excited just to watch it. Um, and hopefully this is a litmus test for me to see where my Cowboys are. Can they live up to the hype in one of these moments and have a good game? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a huge test. But, K-Walk, I need to get your thoughts on this one. This is your team going up against their team, I guess you could say. Um, and <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, I love how Jay and Princess put themselves in a no lose situation because they they put them in there where if they if the Cowboys lose, then they mm-hmm. said, okay, well we expect them to be played against the best right. team in the NFL. If they win, they said, oh, we beat the best team. We beat the best team in the NFL. We're kept with it with the with the uh, America's team. I, I love how they did that. But you know what? It, it's smooth. It was smooth. I liked it. I liked it. Though. I can't be bad at it. I can't be bad at it. But <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you. You, you look at it and, you know, from uh, from a Cowboys standpoint that, you know, their defense has been playing um, lights out, best defense in the league as far as performance-wise, turning the ball over, uh, playing differential. Granted, they played against some, some, some teams that, you know, you question that. But if you're a great team, you beat teams like that. I mean, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You know, you, you play a Giants team um, that's not good, then you beat them the way that they beat them the first game, the Jets and the um, – and, and, and the Patriots. Now, you got to ask yourself what happened with Arizona. Um, you know, maybe they took them lightly. Maybe they were feeling themselves a little bit much. But, you know, Arizona didn't get the memo. The players didn't get the memo that they're supposed to shut it down this year. So they're, they, you know, that's a scary team, you know, any time. You know, if you don't go out there and, and bring your A game and focus on them, they're going to beat you. Cowboys realized that. I'm glad they did that so the 49ers wouldn't take them lightly and wind up in the same situation. But I think the 49ers are a team right now. They're focused. Uh, they, they, they know what they have unfinished business, as they like to call it. Last year, the way that they went out, um, you know, just the way this season ended, um, they know, they feel as though, and I feel the same way, that if Brock Purdy had stayed healthy throughout that game, the outcome would have been different. I mean, I, you know, Philly fans may say differently. Now, other fans may say differently, but we believe, meaning 49er fans, believe that we would have been in the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs had Brock Purdy stayed, stayed healthy. Now, the Cowboys right now are the, the biggest, the, uh, the, biggest uh, the next test right now, the next game, and that's how they're going. It's, they're not just saying it's just another game. They're actually looking at this because this the Cow- is the Cowboys. You know, we, they, we, they beat them in, in the playoffs the last two years, eliminated them. Cowboys are going there with extra motivation. Um, but I like the I like the 49ers. I'm saying all that. I'm sound like a 49er fan because I am a 49er fan. But I'm putting my my analyst hat on as well. I just think they're a better team. Uh, I think they're playing better ball on both sides. Uh, you know, on both sides of the ball. Um, I think Brock Purdy is is locked in, and there's so many different ways to go. Um, with the you know with the ball and Brock Purdy's playing a great point guard if you will he's distributing the ball very well. I like the 49ers overall. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the year, 
It's going to come down to the wire. It may come down to a field goal, um, but it's going to be closer than a lot of people uh, think. I agree with Princess. I think, you know, a four- or five-point game may be the, 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 uh, the difference here. And I'm kind of scared, you know. I'm kind of worried about this team. I mean, about this game because because how well the four, I mean the, the Cowboys play on defense. Um, Princess, I hope he. I hope you're right about Dak Prescott. You want to see consistency from Dak? So do I. Consistently turning the ball over. That's what I want to see from Dak Prescott. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 49ers. I'm gonna go 49ers 24. Uh, Cowboys 20. <laughs> Right. Hold on right there, Brittany and Jason. Let me just say this. He took a shot at all of us. He took a shot at the Eagles mm-hmm. winning and yep, I know. the 49ers could have won the Super Bowl. Oh, that's what you took out of it. the Cowboys and, and the, the 49ers um, beat them in the playoffs and sent them home. <laughs> he got us all in just three minutes. Yeah, yep. he, he accused us of being slick, and then he just yeah. <laughs> took a shot at yeah. all of us. Sure enough, did, but hey, you know you got to get there again. So it's still a very long season. Um, But no, for for me, it's funny because this is going to be a close game. Um, I do believe it's going to be a close game. I do believe it's going to be a tight game. Um, Again, I've said it time and time again. Can Dak and that offense come back if they get from behind? That's going to show me something. He's a good, he's a talented quarterback. Um, he has been struggling lately. I don't know if this has been a coordinator, something that's going on different in Dallas. I'm not exactly sure. But they still have some horses on that offensive side of the ball. You still have C.D. Lamb. You still have uh, Tony Powell. You still have, uh, I think, Michael Gallup and Brandon Cook. So they have some talent on that side of the ball. Um, but you are going up against a very stout 49ers defense from all three levels of the defense. On the other side, Brock Purdy, this will be the toughest defense he has played since last year um, so far this season. That offense, I meant to say the entire 49ers offense, uh, I don't know which way to go, guys. But you know what? It just seems like everybody is going for the 49ers. And I also know deep down in my heart, the 49ers are going to win this team. But I think I'm going to change my selection from Tuesday. I can't believe I'm doing this as an Eagles fan, guys. I really cannot believe I'm doing this because deep down, I don't want them to win. Come but on, Britt. We got room for you on the bandwagon. Come on, sit by me, Britt. Someone is telling me this <laughs> gray and blue team might pull it out in a close one by some lucky mess or some crazy call that's going to irritate all of us. So you know what? Deep down, I hope the 49ers win because I can't stand this team. But I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to give them a little love. Ugh. A little love. That hurts. That hurts love. me to say. I'm going to give them a little love. I'm going to show them some love. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Oh, my gosh, this hurts. Uh, 20, 28 to 24. I really think it's going to be extremely close. And it's going to come down to, like, the last possession. I think I'm out of my bag on mine for doing this, but something's telling me to switch it up, so I'm going for it. Uh, we're wearing it down, over Princess. Why, we're wearing it down. Princess, yeah, we're wearing it why, down. Why I go throw up in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> from her, from her mouth to God's ears. Amen. Oh. It's gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a win. Kevin, what do you think about that? Brit changing her pick. She's gonna pick the Cowboys. I think I'm gonna go bad for one. <laughs> 
I, I have nothing to say. I, I really don't have anything to say. I think she wouldn't have said it if I didn't. I didn't even mean to take a shot at the, at the, the Eagles. I was just simply saying that's what's motivating the 49ers. That's all I – that's all I, that's, you guys took, took. I was taking a shot. So I, I, I'm, we're, no, no, we're not you thinking about – You went down what, last no. week. Hey, well, if Brock Purdy had been in there, yes, they would have won yes, that and game and gone yeah. on. I did. I did, and I meant that because – and that's and what motivates them. And they would have the Chiefs in the – you even got the oh. Chiefs in this. Chiefs fans out there <laughs> in the because Kansas City Because I saw the – yeah, the, that's, yeah, the 49 is off the – I'm not worried about that situation <laughs> because the 49ers players themselves, I'm not a huge Bills to board person, but when the Eagles play 49ers, I think that's going to be a much better matchup. It's going to be a close one because those players gave the Eagles players enough bulletin board information to get overly hyped, super excited, and up amped for that game. So I ain't worried about that one. But, k to be real, I only changed it because everybody is going for the 49ers. I have not heard one Cowboys, not even Cowboys fan, root for the Cowboys. No. Well, I mean, I think it had a lot to do with the, the loss to Arizona. I, I think if they didn't Most lose likely, to Arizona, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people would have said Cowboys, and, I, and you, know, you can still say the Cowboys. And and, and I, you know, I'm nervous about this game. I, I can see the Cowboys winning this game. I really can. But I just think that the the 49ers are just a completely better team, a, a complete team. Oh, and I don't, I think, I yeah. And that's what that's what I'm going off of right now. You know, I think they're coached better. I, I think they have a better. I think a quarter a quarterback is playing better than their quarterback. Their defense is, you know, Cowboys defense is playing better than the 49ers defense. There's no question about that. They're the best defense playing uh, defense team, defensive team. Excuse me in the league right now, but I just think the 49ers overall are just a better team, and I'm just going to go with it. I'm not saying they're going to walk through them by any stretch. It's going to come down to a play, and mm-hmm. I think number 11 is going to be the difference maker. You choose which number 11 that was going to be. <laughs> number 11 oh, will make it be a difference. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Debo? Is that Debo? Who's number 11 on your team? Nah. So you pricking to get no, I'm know who 11 is. See, that's Brandon, Brandon Ayuk? Who's 11? Yes, Brandon, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, Brandon Ayuk, yes. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. See, look, Princess and Jay is trying to start a rival between the Eagles and 49ers. That's never going to happen. No, because no, it's, no. It's always, it's always Cowboys number one rival, but for sure. I'm just, I'm yeah. just throwing it out there because I feel like something crazy might happen. December third. Uh, December third is when we're worried about the. Uh, this, the week of December third is when we'll start to worry about the Eagles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Can can I can I ask this uh-huh. uh, to, to Brittany? Brittany, your your thoughts about last week, and I know I'm getting off schedule here, off topic. Your thoughts last uh-huh. week about the Commanders and the Eagles, and how uh-huh. it, how it started and how it ended. Yeah, um, it was a tough one for our defense for sure. Um, I don't like to use this as an excuse, but it is a reality. The back end of our defense is constantly hurt. You know, we lost our number one and number two slot receiver, and we had one of the best slot receivers in the league in Avante Maddox, probably top two or three. Um, our backup, you know, he got lost in the in the off season, tore his Achilles, so they're both out for the season. Safety, mm. we keep getting hurt there. <laughs> um, so a lot of the younger players are coming in. They're not as experienced. A lot of them are undrafted guys, if you if you look it up. You know, they're trying to do different things with uh, James Bradbury by moving him in a slide, and that's a completely different role than being an outside corner. So they're struggling a little bit. Our linebackers are stepping up a little bit, um, but it's all predicated on the front, 
the front uh, defensive line. And the way these quarterbacks are playing, which is very smart, and you've seen that plays them right now, I think should play this way, you know, play uh, uh, the short in the, the short games, the, sh- the, the short pass games, the quick pass games in the middle of the field because that's where we're struggling to stop them. But what I liked about this game is that it lit a fire under Jalen Hurts. You know, I will say this. The first three games of the season, the defense was 3-0. and The offense was 0-3. This fourth game, the offense completely carried the defense because they needed to. They had to wake up, and I'm glad Washington did that. But, man, you could not underestimate those Washington commanders. I was really, really uh, impressed with uh, Sam Howe and, how they, and Eric Bannon, how they called that game. So mm-hmm. the Eagles have some work, things to work on, especially in that secondary. We've been struggling a little bit. I mean, the first three games we kind of got up. So a lot of times that's more uh, uh, what do they call it, guys? For the when you get your yardage, I can't think. Uh, garbage yeah. time yardage. Gar- oh, garbage gar- time. No, gar- garbage yeah. time. You know what? No, okay. not yet. Garbage time yardage with Kirk Cousins when he had three hundred and something oh. yards and so forth. Um, but. That offense showed me something. The Eagles' offense really showed me something because we were down 10 points going into halftime, uh, uh, 10 points, and we had to make a comeback and win, and we still probably should have lost that game, but we came out on top, and I was excited. And that's the uh, – I will say from the Eagles' perspective, you want that. You want to see resiliency. You want to see you kind of struggling a little bit in the beginning, so your team has to come together so as the season goes along, you're going to get better. You're going to improve. And now I'm starting to see some resemblance of last year. But we've got to work on that defense. Jason and Kevin, both of you all, did that game and that score at halftime peak your interest? And did you say to yourself, we got a ball game, Jason? It, it did pique my interest, Princess, because, you know, watching the Eagles this year, to me they've been one of the most interesting teams in football because they are 4-0, and and you've you got to give them credit for winning those games. But to me, they could easily be two and two as well. So yeah. they they just look like they've been a little bit off. They just haven't really hit that full stride. They're not in rhythm. And Britt outlined all the injuries and changes and things like that that they're going through. But they just haven't quite looked like themselves yet this season. So I think it's going to be interesting to kind of watch them over the next few weeks. But, yeah, the commanders gave them everything they wanted and more. But you have to credit them. They, they found a way to win, and that's what good teams do. Yeah, overtime, field goal, ball game. Kevin, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree there. I mean, you know, you looked at that Eagles game, and I, and I thought, that, to be, be honest with you, I thought the Commanders was going to pull that game out. I, I had that. That was one of the games that I had on. Anytime the Eagles are on, you know, I want to, you know, you know, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, watch them, focus on them because they're one of the best teams in, in, in the league. And anytime that you know one of those teams are the Cowboys, the Eagles, obviously my Forty ers and you know those those teams, you want to see how they perform, what they look like, especially when you know you're going to play them, you know, throughout the season or at some point in the season, you want to see what they look like, you know, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. But right now, I think the Eagles, uh, right now, their their injuries are you know starting to catch up to them a little bit. Out. I thought that, yeah, it's it, it, it's really mm-hmm. it, it's really showing, you know, Brit, you know, again, Britt mentioned all that. So as far as the injuries though, and that that shows. I mean, it, it's a big it's a big deal when you when you lose what two out of your you know two two starters, Britt, in the back the back end, three starters in the back end. Yeah, a couple yeah, times, that, and then we lost yeah, a couple. That's, 
Next game, offensive line, our starting right guard is gone. Fletcher Cox is not playing defensive line. So, it's, it's, we got to get it together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we, you know the mentality. It's, it's the next man up mentality. That's what, exactly. it's, that's what it's all about. But, but at the same time, when you have young guys out there, and this may benefit them in the long run because if, when those guys, if and when those guys do come back, and, you know, you're going to have some depth because those young guys are going to be um, mm-hmm. are going to have experience, and, and that, that's key. That's always that's key, you know, especially down the stretch, uh, you know, when you're trying to get into that playoff hunt. But, yeah, I, I, I was – I wasn't surprised because I think the, the commanders are a, a lot better team than a lot of people are giving them credit for. I know there's a lot of nonsense going around, swirling around that organization, you know, with the whole thing with Daniel Snyder, the selling of the team, the, the thing that started with, you know, Eric, the enemy, you not getting along with the players, players, not, you know, saying he's too intense. Um, but, you know, they overcame that. Ron Rivera is a, is a good coach, in my opinion. So I wasn't too surprised. Um, and at, at some point I thought the commanders were going to pull it out because the, the Eagles have been playing close games, and I thought this, that would be a game that they wouldn't be able to overcome. But like, like Britt said, Jalen Hurts, you know, stepped up when he needed to be. Like they say, you don't have to be great all the time. You just have to be great when you needed to be, <laughs> when you need to be, and he needed to be great. And so. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think another you know what? factor – Go ahead, Brittany. Uh, I'll come after you. Another big factor in this is you could tell it's a little bit of a struggle with the new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, you forgot that too. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're trying to figure it out, the play calls, because I'm I'm not the happiest with the play calls. I really am not. But they're they're working through it and they're figuring it out. I'm sorry, Princess. Go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, we brought up Eric Bieniemy and the players kind of calling him out, which – you know, I kind of understand when you get a new coach in and a new system and he's all in and maybe he's not taking a whole lot of suggestions, you're going to get some, some blowback from your players. Where I thought it went off the rails, though, is when they asked Ron Rivera about yeah. this in a press conference. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he could have easily have said, you know, that's just some, some in-house stuff or whatever. No, he elaborated yeah. And he then went on to say that um, Eric Bieniemy doesn't have as much um, experience as his his defensive coordinator. I can't remember his name. Was head coach for Jack the Jaguars. Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio. Yep. And he said, he, you know, and if he'd had as much experience as Jack Del Rio, maybe he would have handled things a little different. That's where I thought this all went off the rails. I thought that was a cheap shot or some information that did not have to be volunteered. And I, it, to me, it looks like, okay, you're, you're, everybody's just not getting along or everybody doesn't know to keep their mouth closed and keep that in the locker room. That's where I thought that whole situation went off the rails. And I think Eric Bieniemy, I'm pulling for him to prove all of them wrong, including the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's yeah, interesting. Like that, you feel like that's like leadership 101. Like you feel like you're learning exactly. that in your first leadership class. Like, don't air your dirty laundry. Take care of that stuff right. in-house, however you want to say it. But for him to not have the enemies back, especially when you exactly. know it's his first year there, like, wow, that, that was really eye-opening. Yeah, and yeah. on top of Which that. Which leads me to believe that there's more to it, that maybe right. Eric Bieniemy has a chance to, you know, to to be a part of the head coaching conversation because I don't know if Ron Rivera is the answer. I'm sorry, I interrupted, Kevin. 
What were you no, no, say? it's okay. It's fine. No, I was saying because even when he tried to, to to pull it back, try to walk it back in that second press conference, it was scripted. He had the, you know, he had the, the letter or whatever he had and the notes right there in front of him. So he was reading it verbatim. So it didn't sound, it didn't seem genuine. You know, it didn't seem from the heart. It just seemed like he was told by, you know, you know, uh, a PR person, like, listen, here's what you got to say. You know, so we can get this thing. You know, you know put this thing behind us and he was reading it verbatim so that made it seem yep. like it was definitely not authentic and and it just made him look worse in my opinion than it did when he said that you know yeah you know he's too intense so yeah so it's maybe he's threatened i i don't know but you know but i'm glad these guys are starting to get on board with eric the enemy and these young guys because you can see some of these young players don't like that old school mentality that structure, if yeah. you will, you know, they want that player coach, you know, that type, that type guy um, in the locker room for them for for sure. But uh, Eric Bieniemy is a, a no nonsense guy. He's intense, and but you know, uh, maybe he pulled back a little bit, and now they they found immediate. But it, they're looking good right now for sure. And the elephant in the room is, is that he couldn't get a head coaching job. He had interviewed mm-hmm. and couldn't get one because everybody thinks that Andy Reid was calling the plays that he was just a, you know, ceremonial OC. So the suggestion was that you're going to have to leave Kansas City and go prove yourself and then maybe have the opportunity. That's the elephant in the room, and I think yeah. – I don't know if Ron Rivera helped that any by, you know, kind of disagreeing or not having his back right. with the head coach, you know, with this, with this new – um, OC. So, and I know we've gotten way off track here, but um. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay, um, Princess. Before uh, we let Walk and Jay, Jay, Jay go, I, I have a quick question for them. I know it'll be skipping through our topics a little bit. Um, it's okay. Princess, if you, if you don't know, uh, me and K Walk are rooting for the Liberty. Well, I'm a real Liberty fan. K Walk is. I mm-hmm. guess you're kind of a fan, right? Because you, you're from New York. I am now. I am now. Yes. Okay. Here we go. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm Jay has I'm become a fan of the Aces, and that is our WNBA Finals uh, matchup coming up, I think, this Sunday, if I can recall. <laughs> this Sunday. Right. Gosh, why do they got to be on football Sunday? You know, they do that on purpose. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> this Sunday. So, and we got a little bet going on here. So, if, if Liberty wins, Jay has to get a T-shirt and wear it. If I win... Um, then I'm sorry. If Aces won, then I had to put the Aces up on my Facebook profile for about 24 hours, which I'm hoping and praying I don't have to do. But I just want to get your thoughts on the game, <laughs> and and Princess, of course, your thoughts on the game as well. I don't know if you're a fan of any of these teams, but uh, K Walk, you want to go? You know what? I'm gonna have K Walk go first because he's part of my team. Jay, you can go first. <laughs> okay. Well, for me, I think it's pretty simple. Like. I think the Aces have been the best team in, in the WNBA for the last two years. I think they have the best player in the WNBA, Asia Wilson. I think she's going to be a little extra fired up because she didn't win the MVP. And then I think when you look at the way that Kelsey Plum is playing, Chelsea Gray, and Jackie Young, I mean, that is a big four like like no other in the league. So I just feel like if both teams play their best, the Aces are going to get out of there uh, with the win, and they have home field advantage. So if this thing comes down to a, of a final game, it's going to be played in Vegas, and I think ultimately that gives the Aces the edge. So I, I like the Aces on Sunday, and I like them for the series. 
Princess, do you have any, or Carol, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm just going to echo what I said on on Tuesday, and I, I just think that um, they will, meaning the, the Liberty, I think they'll get it done. I, I think that, you know, the, the Aces are going to be uh, motivated. You know, they're going to come out there, you know, fire on fire. We know what the series, the season series was like, was it 2-2, and there were some games there where the Liberty just, uh, just outplayed them and just blew them out, uh, you know, blew them out the gym. So they want to come back and, you know, because like Jay said, they feel as though they are the best team in the Aces. And obviously the, the Liberty do uh, do as well. And, you know, when my girl Brianna Stewart, who is the MVP, Jay, <laughs> and uh, we got uh, <laughs> Sabrina, I like to call her Sabrina, when she's on fire, I think this is going to be one of the, uh, one of the most watched uh, NBA finals, a uh, finals period, because I think it's hard for maybe not because of the fact of the matter, it is up against the NFL, which is I don't understand why they did that. Um, but nonetheless, I'll be tuned in. But I like I like the Liberty to win this uh, win this uh, game, and I like them to win this series. Uh, if it goes if it goes to full five, you know it's going to be it's, it's going to be tough. But I like it three what three uh, three one. I guess it has to go three one, right, in order mm-hmm. for it to happen. So or three two. It can three go. Two. No, I don't want it to go. Yeah, yeah. Three. Uh, no, no. It can go three. If it goes three two, that means they go back to home. I don't think they're going to go back nope. to, uh, to 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 Las Vegas. So uh, I'm going three one here, Jay. I'm going three one Liberty. Let's go Liberty. <laughs> liberty, Liberty, Liberty. You, you don't need to sound like you're too liberty, confident liberty. in that. Case. No, no. I had to do that. No, I'm very confident. Jay. You sound like a commercial. <laughs> yeah, I'm very confident in, in them winning the series. It may go three. It may go. It may go five games. It may go to four five. Okay. But I'm very confident in the Liberty winning this, man, for sure. Yeah, I think well, for I'm myself. Hoping that, oh, go ahead, Princess. Oh, go, go no, ahead, go ahead, Brittany. Okay, I, 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 I was going to say I was hoping <laughs> that that Becky Hammond can um, affect the Aces and that they're 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 not complacent from last year. They won mm-hmm. it, but I, I'm like I like Asia Wilson, and, and I guess my team is the Aces because Asia Wilson. I've followed her since high school, um, mm-hmm. and, and before she committed to South Carolina. And then um, Kelsey Gray has grown on me, but you know I, I also like Young, and Kelsey Plum has just just been who she Annoying. is. And, and when they're on fire, they're on. I think she's, she's beautiful, um, but you know you've got to give uh, the Liberty credit. And um, um, Stewart is, is, is no pushover. She's the MVP. Uh, my complaint is, though, that Asia Wilson finished third and that there was someone that voted her as fourth best in the, in the MVP race. I thought that maybe was just a, um, I don't know, a dig at her. But, okay, so, you know, I have no problem with Brianna Stewart being the, the MVP, though. And the Liberty have played well this year and given the Aces one of their ugliest losses. So the fact that we're talking about it and that there's so much interest in the WNBA, I think we all have won and the WNBA has won. This is going to be a good one, but I'm going to pick the Aces to to win um, just because I think they have that formula. But I won't, won't be surprised, but I'm picking the Aces for sure to win this. And I hope it does not go down to the bitter end. But again, there is um, home court advantage for the Aces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I understand there's home court advantage. But you have to all remember, when the Aces beat Liberty, Liberty was more of the new team. You know, we weren't really had our chemistry yet, the beginning of the season. But towards the end of the season, that's when the Liberty blew out the Aces, if I can recall. 
and now we in the playoffs, and now we're ready. And I love Asia Wilson, but let's be real. We got the MVP. So let's <laughs> bust the body, baby. We going all the way, and I don't want to hear nothing else. Um, but no, <laughs> but I do agree with you guys. It's going to be a tight, tight uh, game. Um, the Aces are very – It's like they're like the, the Warriors of the NBA, a very well-oiled machine. Um, Corey, Asia Wilson is very – She's unstoppable um, on both sides of the of the court, you know. But I think that that between her and Brianna Stewart, that matchup's going to be incredible. Jacquel Jones for the Liberty. I think it's going to come down to her free throws, and she's been making them lately. Um, but we got to throw my girl Sabrina in there, who is right now, and so the young lady from um, uh, I can't think of her name right now. The young lady from I think she's in Connecticut comes into the NBA, but right now, as far as three point shooting, she's a Steph Curry of the three-point shooters, Sabrina. Um, I just got the Liberty winning this. I do. I think they're ready. I think it's time. We missed out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I think this is our time and our year, and the Liberty is going to be in the championship, and I just might be in New York for that parade. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Amen. Hey, Britt, we're about to run out of time, so let's see if we can get in there and ask you two guys their favorite jerseys, and let's end it on the Braves and Phillies. Okay. Um, if you guys don't mind staying around, we appreciate it. Uh, no problem. But I do want to get in. Um, so I had on a, the list here your top favorite jersey. I had top three, but this is fairly new to you guys. Wow. I didn't tell you guys prior to the show. I'll just say your top favorite jersey of all time. Um, K-Walk, if you want to go first. Wow. Uh, favorite jersey of all time. I think I'm going to go with <laughs> the, my, the first one I've ever had and uh, – and it was authentic too. That's Jerry Rice. I had a Jerry Forty Nine San Francisco Forty Nine er uh, Jerry Rice jersey. Um, first one I had, and I think that yeah, yeah, that has to be the the, the, the best one of all time. He's my favorite football player uh, of all time. So without yeah, without hesitation. Now that I think about it, the more I think about it, by far it's, it's Jerry Rice, night uh, number eighty for the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. That was a little too easy, K Walk. I should have given you a different yeah. jersey question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jay, what is your favorite jersey of all time? Yeah, mine's pretty easy too, Brett. I, I, I have to go with the iconic Penn State jersey. I mean there's just something about those plain white or plain blue jerseys that have just been there for all time. Not too fancy, nothing too flashy, but just a really clean look. So I know that's a bit of a homer pick, but I got to go with my Nittany Lions on that one. Hey, you know what? You said that, Jay. You know what? The Steel Princess line, I'm a closet fan of the Nittany Lions uh, jersey, so I have to agree with that. That's a good one. That's a good pick there, Jay. Jay. I'm sorry. I like that, too. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of Penn State jerseys with Collins on the back of them. Or did they even put names on them? I don't no, they don't put names on them. No names. Yeah. Wow, that's right. Well, a lot of Collins guys, wore them then, for sure. Yeah, y'all like the mining of gospel, but the Collins of football. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of y'all. <laughs> um, but uh, Princess, your favorite, if you want to give me one or two, that's fine. I know for us I had three, but you give me just one or two. Your favorite. Yeah, I had, had, had three, too, and I'm going to go ahead and, and give them to you. My first one is Flo mm-hmm. Hyman, um, volleyball player. USA in the in the 70s and that was my first one and I was able to get one 
as an adult in, in Atlanta, so that's probably my favorite. But um, I have a Hank Aaron, a Mercury Ooh. Morris, and a Derek Jeter jersey. Wow. And, wow. and um, all of them are authentic. And as a matter of fact, the Derek Jeter one um, is signed and autographed by him at an event in Tampa. But my favorite of all time, gosh, I grew up such a huge Dolphins fan in the 72 Dolphins. Um, so I'm going to say Mercury Morris, but I am a Jersey for um, person for sure. She got the she got the good ones, the throwback, right? The, Mercury the Morris. Wow. That's, that's the ones you frame to the frame in your room and exactly. Woo, <laughs> nice. Um, but no, mine. You know, I had I went a little different route here with mine. Um, so of course. One of my favorites is my aunt actually got this for me when she worked at Reebok. Um, and it was an Alan Iverson signed jersey because she used to work oh, with wow. him and his wife. That was, if you guys know me, when I was growing up, AI, Kobe Bryant, Alan Iverson, my favorite. So that was one of my favorite ones of all time. Um, but I'm, I'm also from Philadelphia, guys. So, But those Flyers jerseys, I love that orange and black. The orange and black jerseys, to me, are some of the best jerseys ever. Um, it's just something about hockey jerseys that's just great. And I didn't really have any other jerseys um, that I own. So as my third one, I had to just go elsewhere or just take from my childhood. And I went with the um, Anaheim, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And that's probably because I used to love the movie, The Mighty Ducks. And I Mighty fell in love Ducks. with those jerseys with that daggone cross um, with the little duck hockey guy. So those are my favorite jerseys um, on here, of course, as well. But for for a second there, I thought you were going to go Cowboys on that third one. Oh, no. that See, I use that for the toilet seat. So I use that to cover the toilet seat. I don't, I don't, I don't use right. that. Right. Wash your car. Dry your car. Wash my car. Right, you know. Mm. Wash my hair. Get all the oils out of my hair. You know. Right. <laughs> Wow. Set yourself up for that one, Jay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Last thing. Um, it's the, it's MLB. It's Red October. I love Red October. Yeah. I will Don't not really watch bas- uh, baseball. Jay, I know you like it, huh? Baseball. <laughs> but I will not watch baseball any other time except for Red October, and I have been locked in. And there is a rematch after the Phillies murdered. I don't care anybody says the Marlins, but there is a rematch between the Phillies and the Braves. Who do you mm-hmm. have? This is going to be an interesting series because one through nine, they all look great. Um, Princess, you go last because you're the Braves fan. Uh, I'm going to come to you first. <laughs> Jason, Jason is right there in Atlanta. I can't wait to hear if he's even yep. his interest in seeing any Braves stuff. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is going to be a, a very interesting see, uh, series for sure. I mean, the Phillies are, are, are back um, you know, are back in, in the playoff hunt uh, for sure. And, you know, I thought the Marlins was going to give them a tighter, uh, you know, a bigger fight um, than they did, but the, the, the Phillies proved that they were a better team. Now, the, the Braves have been playing the best baseball throughout the season. Uh, they probably have the MVP in, in Ronald uh, Acuna Jr. So it's going to be interesting to see. Right now they haven't – I don't think they – they um, they announced the starters. They play on Saturday. I don't think they announced the starters yet. If, I, if they did, I don't know who they're going to be. But um, mm-hmm. you know, you got Spencer Strider for 
I think it's going to be Spencer Strider for the for the Braves, who had an outstanding season. Their bullpen um, is is really really good. I mean, the the Braves are the best overall team, complete team in my opinion. And, you know, they got Austin Riley there uh, as well. Now, nothing to take away from from the Phillies because the Phillies, you know, they have a great lineup too. Obviously, they they wouldn't be wouldn't have one, or they wouldn't be here if they didn't have one. But Bryce Harper is back. He's healthy. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Zach Wheeler um, is looking. Looking, is looking good now. He's got a control of his pitches, and then you got um, Johan Roas as well. You know, so this is going to be a very interesting see, uh, series. I have, I'm sorry, Britt, I have to go with the Braves because the Braves, you know, they have the home field advantage. They've been playing the most consistent baseball, the best baseball throughout the season. I think it continues, and I think they're destined to win another. Uh, I think they go back to back this year and win another World Series. That's why I have mm. it right now. Um, you said they go back to back. Yeah. What, oh, no, two year? years ago the Phillies went to to the World Series last year. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, two out of three. I apologize. Yeah, two out of three. Two out of three. You're right. Because <laughs> Phillies lost. Yeah, Phillies lost to the. You uh, see, Brittany. Uh, Brittany's yeah. jumping right on it, Kevin. Try, try. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. But but you know, that's what Philadelphia. <laughs> that's what Philadelphia teams do. They get there, but they just can't yeah. get it done. They just can't. Oh my God. Oh, whoa, <laughs> oh my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let me stop. Let me not. Let, let's not. Let's not. Let's not throw it back now. And 49 has been there the last five or so years, and they couldn't get it done. So remember, right, right, right. Oh, right. boy. Um, but, no, for me, I have Jay. Jay, I have you go after me because you're in Atlanta, and I want to know, hear the hype about it. Um, yeah. But, um, oh, well, go ahead, Britt. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to go first. But, no, um, I think this is going to be a tight one. If you guys don't know, since everybody want to root for the Braves on this show, um, the Phillies actually has – the winning record, and it's the only team that have outdone the Braves in the playoffs for, for many years. I think they're like seven and three against them of all time. Um, but that has nothing to do with this year. I just wanted to throw that out there. But no, um, this is a team I'm really, really concerned about. They have Ronald Acuna, like Kay Walk said, if I said his name right, who at the plate, he looks very calm. He looks relaxed. He always gets the pitcher nervous every single time he steps up to that plate. And that one, that one through nine lineup is incredible. But the Phillies are getting hot, and they have gotten hot at the right time. They had to overcome injuries during the beginning of the season. Harper was out. They lost their first baseman. They lost the other couple pieces during the midsummer. Towards the end of the season, they had just been hot. And what I love about the Phillies the most is their role players had to step up. They're Bryce yeah. and Stout and um, Boehm, and they've been the more consistent players until the big-time hitters, your Bryce Harpers, your Kyle uh, – I uh, uh, can't think of his name right now. Kyle uh, – right, it's not coming to me. Trey Turner, all those guys step up. And what I love is our aces are finally playing. Took a while, but they showed why they belong in the playoffs against the Marlins. So I'm excited. Of course, I'm going with my Phillies. Like, you know, it's saying it's a bust about it. <laughs> and what the Braves don't want to do, they don't want to lose a game and make the Phillies – home field advantage, because if you did not see the Marlins and Phillies or last year during the playoffs, that crowd is crazy. Fans is loud, loud, and it's just a different atmosphere for any baseball stadium, and that's why Trey Turner wanted to come here. But I'm going with the Phillies. Uh, Jay, you're in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, you're hearing, I know you're hearing all about it. So what are your thoughts on this? 
Britt, there's a ton of hype. There's a ton of excitement. People down here are, are kind of penciling themselves in for another World Series championship. Look, I'm not going to pretend like I'm locked in on baseball <laughs> at all. <laughs> but what I will say is I do agree with Kay Walk that I, I do think the Braves have, play, have played the most consistent, best baseball over the course of the year. But to me, like, and, and I think this is unique to baseball more so than any of the other major sports. There is something about getting hot at the right time in baseball. And the Phillies kind of are starting to feel like that to me, the way they played last night. Like they just might be getting hot at the right time. And in baseball, I think if you do that, you have a chance to go on a serious run. So I do think maybe top to bottom, the Braves might be the better team, but I'm actually going to take the Phillies here as well on the idea that they're getting hot at the right time. That's my brother right there. That's my brother. Princess, you heard that, right? <laughs> We're getting hot at the right time. Um, no, yeah. Princess, you are the Braves fan here. Um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> you know what? I agree with Jason, that, um, and I thought Philly's got hot at the right time last year and beat the Braves in um, the, one of, in the playoff game. So, but I'm going to go Braves here, but that's because I've had a chance out of 162 games, I know that I watched at least 140 of them, um, of the Braves. And they're sitting with Ronald Lacuna, who is the first 40-70 um, ever in Major League history, but they have mm-hmm. four or five players that have hit more than 30 home runs this year. Um, and it's not just Austin Riley, but Matt Olson is the home run leader this year and the um, highest in RBIs. Um, this year. So, and then you have Acuna who's leading off. I think the both pitching staffs have gotten healthy at the right time. But if you go line by line, position by position, in all nine positions, those Braves um, are hot and can mm-hmm. can really hit the ball. And they led the the major leagues this year in scores and run scored in the first <laughs> inning and run scored all over in all nine innings. And this is going to be a matchup. They're familiar with each other. They're both uh-huh. in the East, and um, we'll see what happens. But I do agree. I think the, the Phillies have gotten hot again at the right time. And um, But I'm going to go brave just because I think they've tried to do, you know, they're, they're hot too right now, and they are very – they have an offensive juggernaut for sure. And then they have the pitching to go with it. They have a bullpen. They can go – this is going to be interesting. Um, and if the Braves are going to go – any further, they got to go through Philly, and I, I don't know if they want it any other way. But I'm picking the Braves. I'm picking the Braves. Any final thoughts on the Braves and the Phillies before we close out the show? I'm telling you, Phillies won't win this series, guys. <laughs> okay. I'm talking. I hope, I'm talking now. I hope you're wrong. I do want to say um, uh, uh, Dick Buckus passed away today yeah. at the age yeah, of 80. Um, right, you know, so I want to see if they're going to honor him in some way tonight um, at the Bears game. But, um, you know, rest in power, Dick Buck is 80 years old. Um, I didn't know that he was mm-hmm. up in age like that. I guess I should have assumed it. Um, Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, thank you. I reached out to you all in the middle of a thread today, and you all answered the bell. I appreciate that. This was fun. Um, yes, we didn't take you. a break tonight. But thank you, guys. And this is the group here, listeners. The sideline speaks on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. This is them right here, um, uh, Jason Collins, Brittany Jones, and Kevin Walker. You guys have a great evening, okay? Thank you, ladies. Appreciate it. Have a good evening. Thank you. All right. Happy weekend.
All right. Likewise. Amen. Never had it so good. <laughs>